beautiful beings welcome back to this space to the red moon medicine sanctuary i am mala i am your uh, conductor on this ride that we will be taking today um it is a beautiful rainy day here where i am in canada and i am thoroughly enjoying this fall transitioning i hope wherever you are in the world you are also enjoying this season that you find yourself in i feel like for me it's been a while since i've been within this fall transition like how it flows in canada and so i'm just really living for it and it's quite amazing all these colors that are bursting and the rain that's falling and it just feels really nourishing and really cozy now to also record this podcast episode as I'm tucked away in the safety of my room and um, yeah, just being here with you guys. Today we will be talking about the different ways that you can support your body as a woman, as a cycling being, as a womb holder and carrier um, after coming off birth control in whatever form that may have looked like for you, whether it was maybe the pill or different kinds of hormonal contraceptives or an IUD or whatever it may be. Um, these, you know, um, artificial birth control forms um, do have certain effects on the body as I'm sure many of you may know already and today we're not necessarily going to get into the nitty and gritty um, facts about you know how exactly it affects the body today I want to talk about how we can support our body um, to be able to come off these uh, you know contraceptive methods um, or if we're already um, off of them how we can continue to support ourselves to find again our harmony within our cycle and within ourselves and our beings and our entirety so yeah let's begin um, once we kind of come off of these um, these methods of birth control, we really are tasked to relearn ourselves in a lot of ways, relearn what our cycle looks like now after however long we have been on these birth control methods, um, relearning what our body needs in this moment and as we move forward. Um, how perhaps these birth control methods have taken their toll on our body that maybe becomes more clear once we come off of them that maybe before we didn't notice um, so much so really we are um, it is a space now to um, relearn these things and so um, a beautiful like activity or practice now can be um, just being in witness to how it flows now out of um, the birth control times and now into just the the pureness of the way our body flows without any um, artificial measures that have been affecting these different flows within us and so yeah, um, there is this integration period that um, is experienced once women come off of the pill or an IUD or whatever it may be. Um, this integration period for our body to also um, readjust again to being um, off of these methods, especially when they are hormonal contraceptives because obviously those have been affecting our ho hormones for however long we have been taking them and that is quite a big um, 
effect. Our, our hormones play not only a really big part in our body as a whole, yet also within our cycle itself, our hormonal well-being is so vital and important and um, it has been, those hormones have been uh, affected in a lot of ways. And so now there will be an integration period or a readjusting period where now your body is perhaps also detoxing a lot of the things that were um, happening to it during those times. So perhaps you notice maybe your, your bleed looking really different than it did even before you got on the birth control. Maybe it's really heavy or maybe it's really light. Maybe it's irregular and it doesn't show up for a few months. Maybe there's cramping or breakouts and acne or, you know, hair loss or whatever it may be. Um, we all kind of experience this time a little differently. And for some women, this can also be um, not so obvious. Maybe it's a smooth integration period or transition and you don't notice anything so drastic. And for other women, it can be pretty intense or it can be um, a while until the body kind of readjusts again and find its normal harmony in the ways that it is meant to flow. So just acknowledging that um, this time does ask for some patience in this way. And like I mentioned, this relearning. So maybe right now it's not um, within the full essence of its harmony. Maybe it needs some time to readjust and also witnessing what it looks like right now and continuing um, even though maybe you feel like oh my gosh like I'm breaking out so much right now or my cramps are really severe or I'm not bleeding and all of this stuff although it may feel really drastic in the moment and like that's not normal or something is wrong it's okay and um, it's part of the process of now healing and detoxing those um, heavy chemicals and um, yeah effects that the ways that it was altering uh, our body's rhythms our body is now just detoxing all of that and finding its way again we also are asked here to trust our body's natural innate healing capacity by um, in, in a lot of ways, just giving it the space that it needs and the time that it needs to readjust and find its way again. So a, a lot of that healing does come from um, something as simple as that, just being present with it and witnessing it and allowing our bodies to heal in the ways that it already knows how to. Um, yeah, and another way that we can support ourselves, like I've talked about um, in the last little mini-series that I did, kind of breaking down our cycles, is um, now continuing or beginning to track our cycle. Again, in whatever way it looks like now, yeah. noticing the patterns that come through or the emotional well-being that is moving through you right now, the expressions that are moving through you. Um, when we begin to track our cycle, um, we can also learn about ourselves uh, in these deeper ways, in these more expanded ways as we learn the, the actual rhythms that we are flowing through, the, the rhythms that are moving through us, that are um, influencing us within our days and our months and in each moment. And so we can begin to track our cycle and maybe um, you aren't bleeding right now. Maybe once you've come off um, this birth control, perhaps your period doesn't show up right away or it's been a few months or maybe it feels irregular um that's okay there are many different ways that we can actually track our cycle and so even if it's irregular in these ways 
we can still continue to track perhaps our mucus if we notice any mucus that is coming through. Um, so that means also building and cultivating a relationship with our pussies and touching and, um, you know, being present in that space, what is going down down there. So that in and of itself is deeply nourishing for us to reconnect with that part of our bodies that maybe we don't often um, touch or give much uh, attention to outside of the context of uh, a sexual experience. And so coming back into building a relationship with our pussies, our yonis, our wombs, um, in its full expression, beyond just its, you know, its sexual expression, but really how, how it moves and flows and um, expresses itself in each moment. And so um, noticing if there's any mucus moving through you. Another um, way that we can track our cycle is also within our emotional well-being and our mental state. So we can notice as we flow through each phase or um, each day, each week, each month, how our emotional well-being is. If we notice any perhaps subtle, perhaps drastic shifts in the way that we'd feel, um, perhaps when we are entering a kind of luteal phase time, maybe we notice our this feeling of emptiness coming through within us or this intensity of emotions where we just want to stay in bed all day or perhaps cry or feel angry or frustrated or maybe there's pain also living there and maybe in other moments it feels easeful and you feel confident and happy and um, joyous so Obviously, the full spectrum of all that we can feel um, is, is huge. <laughs> Those were only touching just a few potentials. And so, um, yeah, this emotional well-being is another way that we can track our cycles. And as we continue, um, continue to track, and the longer we are also off the birth control, um, and give our body this time to integrate and readjust. Um, perhaps we notice then our cycles beginning to, to balance again and find its harmony. And then we can also expand on what we what we track. Maybe now our bleed also. Um, we notice perhaps a more clear time of our ovulation or a, a more clear time for our mucus coming through. Um, but really flowing in whatever way that you feel comfortable and what you feel is significant for you um, and what you feel would work for you. This is where a, a moon time journal can come in really handy um, to be able to have a devotional space for witnessing your cycle in these ways. Um, another way that we can track our cycles, whether our our cycle is irregular or not, is flowing with the, with the cycles of the moon. And so aligning ourselves with these rhythms and noticing um, perhaps the, the alignment there, whether we, we feel like this tie to the moon and as she flows, we also find ourselves flowing in, in similar energetics and similar ways. And either way, the moon can be a really beautiful um, guide in this way. She can be our, our guidance to also find our way within this space. Um, yeah, and, and see how it continues to unfold and come through. So those are just some ideas. Um, you can take from that what you wish and expand on it. Um, I do also have a... Uh, cycle tracking templates, a, a daily template that you can also find inspiration from or, or use um, as another kind of guidance that you can look at. It's, it's shared on my Instagram and I can also share it in the description of this podcast. 
if you feel called to check it out and perhaps it can be also helpful for you there. So as we continue to track our cycle or even begin to track the cycle, we also learn of its expressions and its ways and in that way we find our harmony with it and an opportunity opens up for us to give ourselves what we need in each moment. And especially when we are coming off um, any kind of birth control, um, especially kind of synthetic birth control methods, um, we have probably probably been out of touch with our cycles for however long it may have been. And so now it is really deeply reconnecting with that and um, also honoring it and honoring our ovulation that has come back because um, you know with a lot of these forms of birth control it suppresses our ovulation that's kind of what makes it a birth control you know quote unquote so we actually haven't been ovulating in that time and so now as we come off of it we are once again welcoming back our ovulation and our true bleed because also, obviously, if we don't ovulate, we don't have a true bleed. Um, so now it is welcoming back these expressions and these experiences and learning to honor them and see the medicine that lives within them, see the value and importance of these expressions, of these ways that we move, the sacredness of our cycles, the value of it. It is so important. These cycles are the blueprints for creation. They are echoing throughout all of life within the rhythms of a tree and plants, within the seasons, within our very womb. It is what creates life. And within that, there's sacredness. There's divinity. And so... Noticing also how do we view our cycles? Do we feel annoyance or discomfort? Do we feel like it's a burden or a inconvenience? And noticing um, these emotions that may come up. A lot of women do also take birth control to suppress certain symptoms that come up during their bleed that may perhaps feel challenging um, and so now as we come off birth control we are also asked to finally face those things that we haven't been facing that we have been in some ways running away from and now we are confronted by it and so we also um, are asked to really face them truly so that they can finally be transmuted and transformed in the ways that they have been longing to be. So um, here are some beautiful practices um, that can nourish this is to find ways to honor our cycles and that can begin with honoring our bleed which is the time where a lot of women feel this um, kind of the most discomfort or the most annoyance or pain um, or, you know, resentment, whatever it may be. This is usually the time of the cycle that brings up a lot of those emotions because before our bleed, perhaps there is an intensity of um, emotions washing upon our shores. Perhaps there is this darkness. Um, perhaps there is pain and discomfort. Um, and so, yeah, honoring our bleed can be a, a beautiful um, practice to, uh, you know, be in witness to our cycle and to offer it the love and the compassion that it has been asking for so that we can actually find our harmony with it. Uh, I feel that a lot of women have... Uh, certain challenges around their bleeding times in particular is because our bleed really asks us to 
um, to notice how our energy has shifted, to acknowledge the fact that we aren't of the world like we were perhaps in the time of our ovulation. We are beginning to slow down and want something different. Um, and whether perhaps that's not consciously present within us, it is reflected within our energy or it's reflected within the expression of our cycle, like perhaps feeling pain or heavy bleeding or, you know, emotional upheaval. And so these um, expressions and symptoms are our body communicating to us. What is it asking for? Um, and I feel a lot of women in this fast-paced world these days have um, certain challenges with this time of slowing down and perhaps taking solitude, whether it's work or other commitments or friends or family. Um, yeah, here we are really being asked to dis or detach, I guess you could say. Um, so anyway, whatever your relationship is with your bleed in particular, um, how can we nourish different practices during this time to, to honor this phase, to honor ourselves in this time? For if we don't honor our bleeds and we see it as a burden, well, then we see ourselves as a burden during this time because this is us. This is who we are. This is a part of us. This is what is moving through us and our truth during this time. So if you see it as a burden, then, you know, that's a mirror for how you see yourself in this time. Perhaps your relationship with productivity or whatever it may be. Um, so reframing this narrative into something that is nourishing and holy and sacred. Honoring this time um, through different practices such as sacred rest. So giving yourself really the time to just be, disconnect from any um, worldly attachments or responsibilities as much as we can. I know that a lot of us, um, you know, perhaps are working or have jobs or have different responsibilities and commitments that maybe aren't so easy to completely disassociate from during this time. Um, and that's also okay. Um, I'm not asking you to completely shut out for however many days. Obviously, um, if you can do that, then that's even amazing. Um, yet also honoring what you can do in wherever place you are at right now in your life. Even if that means an afternoon or an hour of just being with yourself in a way that is in deep reverence and honor of this time that you are flowing through. Um, so perhaps taking some time to um, give yourself a, a hot compress on your womb to support the warmth in that space right now. Or perhaps journaling or doing a little meditation um, or just, you know, laying and being or being outside or whatever feels good for you right now. Um, just taking the time to honor this space and sitting with where there may be discomforts and beginning to um, reframe this relationship into one of love and harmony and embodiment. For there's so many gifts that can be received through the medicine of our bleed. And that comes through as much as we open to receive it and acknowledge its beauty and wisdom and really see it for what it is. Um, yeah, different ways to honor our bleed can also be like offering our blood back to the earth um, or you know, looking at our blood, touching our blood, maybe painting with our blood. Again, kind of nurturing this relationship, like we talked about earlier, nourishing a relationship with our pussy. 
during this time, we can also um, build a connection with our blood itself. So really looking at it. What does it look like? What colors are present there? What textures? What smells? Really um, being embodied within all of our senses as we experience these sensations. Um, and gaze into our bleed and see um, what it looks like. Is there vitality there? Um, yeah. And so we can also paint with our blood, creating sacred mandalas or affirmations or um, different images and symbols that we can work, work with that maybe are even infused with certain intentions that we may carry. Our blood is a potent medicine and elixir um, that calls into us everything that we want or has the potential for really magical work if we see it as such. And so we can paint with it, whether that's on paper or stones or maybe even on ourselves. Um, and taking the time to connect with our blood in this way and nourishing this connection, offering our blood back to the earth and giving thanks for this fertility that moves through us, that is our capacity to create life on earth, and this sacred offering that can be given back to the earth in gratitude for all that she has given us, all that we have in this life. So some um, also tangible um, things that we can also do to support perhaps these re very real discomforts that can be experienced during our bleeds that do perhaps make it more challenging or uncomfortable. Um, there are different kind of tools that we can use to support us in this time. It doesn't always necessarily and need to just be um, kind of suck it up and face it that we can work um, with that do actually support us in this time and, and support our body in her natural healing capacity. For our body is capable of healing, yet sometimes can also use a bit of extra support and love and nourishment to continue with those tasks. So we can also offer that to her and a beautiful way is connecting with different plant allies. For a long time, our mothers and grandmothers and all those women who came before us worked with different plant allies to support um, different expressions of their cycles, whether it was heavy bleeding or late bleed or during birth and pregnancy and postpartum or even to say no to a pregnancy, if that was what was uh, wanted. So there are lots of different plant allies that we can work with um, within now the context of supporting our cycles after birth control um, to find this harmony again and to align with, with the nourishment that is meant to live within our womb and our cycle. Um, because, yeah, like I mentioned, um, it has taken its toll on the womb in some ways and in our hormones or our emotions or the way that we ovulate and bleed. And so now um, it can be supportive to uh, work with some different herbs. Um, there are obviously many out there depending so much on where you are in the world. I truly believe that um, you never need anything so exotic or foreign um, that is supposedly called this, you know, powerful, all-time healer, superfood, whatever it may be. Your greatest healers are already right outside your front door. They're probably the plants that are already growing all around you. Maybe the ones that you've um, naturally felt called to or have interacted with. 
um, yeah, a, a lot of the weeds that people call weeds now um, are actually really potent medicines that we can work with. And so the ones that I will suggest now are um, kind of relevant to or within the context of where I am from, the ones that I am familiar with. Yet I would also encourage you to um, look out for the ones that grow around you or the ones that you even feel called to yourself for that can be um, much more potent in a lot of ways than something that someone suggests for you. Um, but still, I will suggest some. For example, motherwort can be a really beautiful support during this time, especially a hormonal support. Motherwort, like the name suggests, is um, a deeply deep ally tied to the woman and the mother. It was traditionally used um, for pregnancy or birth and postpartum, but it can also be a really powerful ally for, for bleeds, particularly for heavy bleeds, and to support hormonal well-being and wellness, kind of helping to balance out those that have maybe been out of whack or were disturbed um, during birth control times. Um, and is also a gentle nervine which can help to soothe certain emotions that come through during this time and to support the heart space, deeply heart-soothing medicine um, that can help calm and harmonize during this time, especially during our luteal phase where perhaps we do feel this intensity of emotions coming through. Another beautiful one is yarrow, which again is uh, deeply toning for the uterus as well, and is one of those plants that speaks to the intelligence of the plant kingdom, being that um, depending on whether you have very heavy bleeding or very light or perhaps irregular bleeding, yarrow offers you what you need in those spaces. So lightening heavy bleeds or bringing on a late or a very light bleed, which can help to soothe whatever you may be moving through during these times in those ways and also in the ways of helping to tone and clear out any stagnation within the uterus and the womb. Uh, another beautiful one that can be supportive for, again, our nervous systems and our emotional bodies and our mental bodies is lemon balm. Um, for it is also a gentle nervine that can, again, soothe different, perhaps, emotional states that may be moving through us during this time that feel intense or overwhelming or perhaps anxiety. Lemon balm is a beautiful one that can help calm our nervous system in these ways and help us kind of sink deeper into a, a presence in this time and to relax any cramping or pain that may be uh, experienced. Just like yarrow, um, they can be yeah, supportive for cramping that comes up. Um, nettle is also a beautiful one that is a deeply nourishing plant ally filled with antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and nutrients that can help um, kind of refill your, your um, stock of nutrients and, and vitalize the body in these ways. It is also rich in iron that helps to um, yeah, refill um, iron that has been lost during our bleeding times in particular. And so nettle is one that is nourishing in many ways as a full body support to help us um, find our harmony and facilitate our body in, in its healing work and processes. And uh, one more that I will mention is ginger, being one that can be deeply supported in supportive in particular during the bleeding times. 
um, for it is a warming plant ally that can help warm the womb and settle any cramps that may be moving through us during this time um, and kind of open and to relax the womb space. It can be drank as a tea or perhaps infused in an oil and massaged onto the womb. Um, an oil massage can be also a beautiful practice, um, especially when we experience cramping and pain and discomfort um, during our, our bleeding times. So doing um, during these times where we take for ourselves for solitude and self-care, we can offer ourselves some womb massages to help open and relax that space and to soothe the cramps that may come through. Another beautiful practice um, that is also an ancient one and one that has been coming up um, much more these days is yoni steaming. And so yoni steaming can be a beautiful way to help again facilitate the body and its natural healing uh, capacities by helping clear out any stagnation, offering the womb direct contact with the different herbs and plants that we are working with within the steam. It is also a beautiful ritual of devotion and self-care, taking the time to um, honor our womb space and our cycles and these, these parts of ourselves. Um, yoni steaming is not something I would recommend to do during your bleed, Yet, a few days before your bleed, during your luteal phase, or also after your bleed, um, can be yeah, really beautiful to also help calm and relax um, the cramps that may come through, as well as helping to soften and lighten heavy bleeding. And really, this isn't something that requires a lot of, you know, gear or tools or supplies. It, it can be as simple as squatting over a pot that you already have that has been steeped with herbs um, and wrapping yourself in a towel and just sitting in a, a still space during this time. It really is this simple. Um, and our, our healing journey it doesn't ask for anything so complex or foreign or exotic it, it's really simple it's as simple as um, taking these um, different practices to care for ourselves and honoring ourselves showing ourselves this compassion and patience and um, seeing ourselves already as holy and whole in all the ways that we are right now there is no point that we need to get to to be fixed or cured or healed. Um, that can be a, a journey, a never-ending journey, because our life is always unfolding and, and transforming in all of these different ways. And so we are already perfect in the ways that we are right now and in the ways that we continue to transform and change. Um, So yeah, yoni steaming, um, beautiful practice, simple practice, and can be worked with, again, with already the herbs that you have around you or the herbs that you can buy in your local health food or herbal shop um, that can be supportive for especially your womb space and your cycles coming off birth control, yet also in general for... Um, beautiful self-care self-care rituals during your bleed or during your cycles at any time as we continue to honor our cycle and relearn its rhythms and offer it the support that it needs to find its harmony again um, after coming off uh, different birth control contraceptive methods um, uh, a really helpful um, practice that we can 
use to also su support and facilitate this healing um, is to nourish our circadian rhythms again. Um, kind of honor and balance uh, the ways in which that they naturally flow and move. And so this means um, when the sun sets and it becomes dark outside, um, trying to reduce as much as we can and limit our um, intake or source of artificial light and um, also going to bed at a timely manner <laughs> and waking up um, not necessarily with the sun but also perhaps um, a bit earlier. So um, that means maybe um, turning off more lights in the night um, or trying to yeah, stay away from especially fluorescent lights and white lights or blue lights. Um, some alternatives that can be nice are a bit warmer and softer tones, like maybe yellow lights or red lights um, that we have um, as lamps, maybe also um, candles as well, can be nice soft lighting in the night that um, can allow us to so still see when we're out and about, yet can support us in winding down our systems um, when we are going to bed and actually support us to um, be able to go to bed earlier if we tend to be night owls and stay up a bit later. Um, and this, this can be really important for not only our cyclical well-being, um, but also our, our um, wholeness um, and our totality. Um, it can it can help our body to rejuvenate in the night as it as it gets sleep and also to come back to the these ancestral rhythms of um winding down in the night and going to sleep earlier and waking up um earlier and with the sun and with the natural lighting and um another way that we can support our circadian rhythms is um, in the rising when we awaken to go outside and get some sunlight get some sun in your eyes and on your skin um, this is so so important for not only balancing our circadian rhythms but also awakening our body and facilitating this um, this rejuvenation and vitality uh, the sun's energy is so boosting and offers us so much nourishment and can also support us um, in these ways of uh, harmonizing our cycles um, and yeah gazing into the sun or like allowing our faces and our skin to get some sunlight can really um, help us to yeah re reboot kind of our circadian rhythms and um, and balance out our cycles this um, this can be a beautiful practice that we can incorporate in um, however we wish to do. Um, also, in, in the night, just like during the day we, we try to get some sunlight in the night, we can also get some moonlight and starlight on our faces, in our eyes, on our skin. For this is also rejuvenating and vitalizing in, in a different way than the sun, yet also so important. Especially um, moonlight, when we are talking about um, balancing our cycles and offering um, support for our cycles to balance out again and, and be in the fullness that they are meant to be. Especially maybe um, balancing irregular cycles or heavy bleeds or missed bleeds. Um, looking at the moon, especially the full moon, can be really... Um, supportive to call in a bleed and to facilitate ovulation that can then um, move into a bleed. This is um, a practice that our ancient mothers have practiced because they knew our deep tie and connection to the moon and in whatever way that we cycle we are so deeply tied and in sync with also the moon's rhythms 
and so we can have her as a guide and support um, for us to find our way within this space again and to um, find our flow again or to um, step into the, the full nourishment of our flow. So I encourage you to get some sunlight, get some moonlight, sit with these beautiful forces and powerful beings and allow them to offer you um, their healing energies and their support and their nourishment and their love that can support you and also your own harmonizing. Um, yeah. During For all of these practices and all of these um, ideas, um, we are encouraged here to offer ourselves love and compassion and patience because especially as we are coming off birth control, um, you know, we may be faced with some different discomforts or with um, some expressions of our cycles that maybe looked different than they were before or that we are asked to face now that um, challenged us before. Um, however it is feeling for you, um, just uh, it's an invitation in this space to offer yourself this patience and compassion um, because it's, it's all a process and it is all unfolding and however it looks now, it will continue to unfold and change and transform and um, allow yourself the space to, to be all that you are right now and to see it already as beautiful and holy and wise and see it as already offering you everything that you are needing in this moment, the lessons that are needing to be learned or um, or faced or witnessed. Um, there, there is love here. Our, our cycles aren't innately out to get us, you know. They are supportive of us. They are our guides. Um, although perhaps it may be hard to see that right now. Um, I encourage you to remain patient and to remain present in these practices because they will continue to find their ease and harmony. And as you continue, um, that clarity will unfold deeper and that harmony will unfold. And, and I trust that you will find your ease and, um, and love within your cycle as well, where before perhaps there was frustration. Um, I truly believe that all women can experience this ease and harmony with their cycles. Um, that is um, our birthright. It is a gift to us. It is a part of us. And it is not a curse or a sin. It is truly a gift. And it offers so much wisdom and magic and mystery. Um, and so, yeah, as, as we continue these practices those narratives continue to also shift and change and transform and perhaps we begin to to see that uh, wisdom embedded within our cycles and embedded within ourselves within our essence and our souls and our nature um so yeah i encourage you to continue or start or wherever you are at right now and trust within your body and trust within your cycles and yourself um, it is what it is meant to be right now and allow yourself to open up into the experience and witness as it, you know, changes and transforms. Um, yeah, you are deserving of that wholeness and you are this holiness already. Um, and I, I hope that you can see that within yourself and claim that because it is already here so yeah patience is always a sometimes challenging yet always important lesson to to be learning and to continue to remain present within um yeah so thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode i hope um, you all received something that was needed, some guidance that can support you along your path, especially uh, 
as you are coming off um, different birth control methods and hopefully are finding nourishing um, new patterns and practices that can support you as you move forward that actually honor the natural rhythms of your body and not go against them honor your wholeness and all that you are your nature already as it is and not trying to change it into something that you think it should be um yeah there are so many branches of this topic even beyond birth control um, that we can talk about that we will discuss in future videos um different practices that we can go in deeper depth into um and you know natural ways that we can work with our our cycles that support us in um being able to hold a conscious contraceptive practice um, as well as just one example but yeah th those will come in future videos so for now um, my intention was to just offer you um, some practices and ideas and inspiration for the ways that you can um, nourish your body right now in these times um, with those intentions um, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in again with me and for being here in this space. Um, and I would also love to hear from you guys any um, things that come up in particular um, for ideas of something that you wish for me to discuss in greater detail in the in future episodes. Something that maybe was touched on today that you would like more information on. Um, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram and I would love to to support you in that and to share that information um, yeah I feel that this is a big passion of mine and I want to continue to share this wisdom of the womb and of the cycles um, so that women can come back into their own nature in that way to come back into the beauty and the wisdom that their cycles offer them uh, so yeah please feel free <laughs> and i will continue to to share um, and for now may you um, continue to be nourished in the ways that you need and to share your gifts and your medicine with the world we are so um, open to receive it and yeah enjoy the rest of your days or nights or wherever you are at and we will talk soon my loves <laughs>